Good morning. Welcome to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And joining me in the studio today is Dr. Fiona Lewis, Registered Dietitian and Chef, also at UMMC. And we are continuing our celebration of National Nutrition Month today. And we want to talk about what struggles you have getting healthy foods into your diet. I'd love to hear from you today to hear what that biggest struggle is. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and my email is fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. Welcome back. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me today is my great friend and colleague, Dr. Fiona Lewis. She's a registered dietitian and also a chef that is with us at UMMC, also in the Department of Preventive Medicine with me. And we are celebrating National Nutrition Month. That is um, March every year is National Nutrition Month. And I know it's one of my favorite months of the year. And I know it's one of her favorite months of the year as well. Um, We want to talk about struggles today because we all have a reasonable idea of some of the things we should and shouldn't eat. Um, But getting that into our daily lives sometimes is easier said than done, but it absolutely can be done. And it can be, dare I say, relatively painless um, once you get into a a routine and a habit of that. Absolutely. But there are some struggles out there, and we'd love to hear those today. What your biggest um, barrier is to getting um, getting your diet a little bit healthier? Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and my email is fit at mpbonline.org. All right, Fiona, uh, I know you love March as National Nutrition Month, and you've been cooking up some delicious things, and I've gotten to taste test some of those things, and they are delicious. Um, You know, what do you think is some of the biggest struggles going on out there, or when maybe you were trying to to get healthy and stay healthy? What what are some struggles you see? I know for me, I'll talk about me. Um, Mine has been meal prepping. Mm. And so the time um, to, to actually prepare healthy meals and uh, so that I can have them during the week because sometimes, you know, I have grand plans. I buy all my <laughs> vegetables um, and fruits and whole grains and, and um, lean, lean protein and plant-based protein. And then um, during the week, it never happens. And sometimes I end up tossing it out, which I, know, I, I, I don't hurts. like. I hate. Yeah. So um, Sundays are my prep days. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually do a, a pancake or some sort of breakfast item. Um and uh, I'll cook my pancakes and I'll have them for one or two days during the week. And then um, I'll do I'll either chop up my vegetables and just make uh, two meals um, with the vegetables that I chop up or just leave the vegetables chopped for something quicker, you know, mm-hmm. later on when I get home. Um, but I try to make sure my prep is on Sunday so that I can um, not have the excuse during the week. Um, to go out and buy something that's not so healthy or even just 
I end up throwing away food, which I hate. Yeah, I do too. And and that when I, you know, because I did not always have the healthiest um, dietary pattern, um, but you know, I've been working on it, and you know, proud to say that I've I've got that probably ninety percent of where I want it uh, to be. But my biggest struggle, like yours, was was time, mm-hmm. um, and then not wasting things. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what I see a lot of folks do when they kind of get on fire for getting healthy is yeah. they go to the store and they buy like all the things that look healthy, <laughs> you know, like all the vegetables, all the fruits, all yeah. those kinds of things yeah. and don't necessarily have a plan for what you're going to do Absolutely. with those things. They just look good Absolutely. and they are good. But if you don't have a plan for how you're going to use those, you're probably not going to use Absolutely. them and you're going to wind up throwing them out. They're going to go bad, um, those different types of things. And then that falls into the mentality of it's it costs too much mm-hmm. to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. But if you plan and say that you only buy what you what you need um, for what you're going to make that week and a mm-hmm. few extra snacks, then you're much less likely to to have to throw that stuff away right, and waste right, that that right. money on things. Yeah, so I put out a um, a poll on Facebook, and I had um, sixty seven votes come in on it, which was a pretty good um, return. That was I put in what's the biggest struggle with healthy eating, and I gave them two options: either adding fruits and veggies or decreasing fried foods. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured it would be fruits and veggies, but it actually was the opposite of that. Sixty one percent of folks said that their biggest struggle was decreasing fried foods. Um, So let's spend a little bit of time on on fried foods, since that seems to be um, one of the bigger struggles out there for folks who are following me. Um, Why don't we want to do fried foods that (laughs) much? What's what's so bad about that? Well, we we know, uh, number one, if you're trying to lose weight or maintain weight, uh, that's just extra calories. Um, per gram compared to protein and um, carbohydrate foods, fat is twice the amount of calories, really. Um, the other thing is we love our arteries and we want to keep them, <laughs> keep them, keep um, them open. unclogged. Yes. Yes. We want to keep them open. And so a lot, the fly foods are trans fat rich and also saturated fat rich, which um, are indicators or risk factors. Um, and we eat a lot of those for heart disease and, and mm-hmm. um, type 2 diabetes. So we're trying to make sure that, yeah, okay, fried foods taste good. And we can have them every now and again, occasionally, but um, really, they're not so good to our body. Yeah, yeah. And most folks um, tend to focus on that number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a little less focused on the number on the scale. So you know, I'm, I'm more interested in those arteries and the inside and, and how we're doing on that. Absolutely. But cutting back on fried foods is twofold. It does help our heart health and then it does help our waistline because mm-hmm. you mentioned twice the calories so you know there's those three big macronutrient groups the carbohydrates the proteins mm-hmm. and the fats and your carbon protein for every gram of that that you consume mm-hmm. there's about four calories yes. per gram yes. but fat there's nine. nine exactly so um you know you're not getting um a whole lot of bang for your buck because right. your stomach while well it does have a couple of receptors in there that kind of can tell richness of food mm-hmm. and, and calories. That's not really the primary way that we fill up. That's not really what tells us, hey, you're done eating. Exactly. It's stretch, you know, right. how much your stomach is, is, how much food you've put in there. Absolutely. And so when you put a food that is twice the calories for the same size, size. you wind up over consuming calories without being 
full. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. it's it's like putting, you know, just a little bit of food in your belly for a whole lot of calories, whereas you could have eaten, you know, twice the amount of of a, of a, a complex yes. carbohydrate. Yeah, fiber-rich food. For doing that. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for weight loss, um, fat is one of the, the areas to kind of target in on because you're going to you're going to move the scale a little bit more working on some of those so what are some ways to cut back on fried foods sure um one of the ways that i've been um working on and trying to think about recipe testing is actually um drying the foods that are creating crisps in the oven Mm. so the way you do that um let's say it's um Potato skins. Okay. You know, let's say mm-hmm. I, I don't want to throw away my potato skins and I want to make some chips out of them. Um, on a low oven, like 200 degrees or so after I've um, dried my potatoes, mm-hmm. seasoned them, the skins, put them in the oven for about 200, leave them in there, walk away, um, check them about half an hour later or so. But after about an hour or two, it, it takes a, a while, mm-hmm. um, depending on the food. But... I can create the same crispiness without all the fat. Right. Um, and I just a little bit of fat is okay. Right. So, so let me qualify this statement by saying that um, our fat-soluble vitamins need a, a little bit of fat in, in our diet so that we can absorb those. So, for instance, if I have a salad, um, my salad will probably have some um fat soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. And so I'll need a little bit of olive oil or a little bit of nuts. I can go mm-hmm. oil free. I don't have to have oil. I could go do some nuts or right. some olives um, because they're fat fat rich and heart healthy fat rich. And so then I can use those to help me um, absorb my fat soluble vitamins. But as it relates to cutting back, one of the ways to um, cooking technique is to really dry out or even use a dehydrator mm-hmm. if I don't, you know, don't. But I think the oven is a good idea because most of us don't have time. So we put put our um, vegetables. If I want to make vegetable crisps, like I've seen in the store, there's this uh, green pea uh-huh. chip kind of thing. Uh-huh. The same principle. I just put it in the oven and dry it out mm-hmm. at a low temperature. Yeah. And that, you know, that's a different way of thinking about cooking mm-hmm. because usually, especially those of us who are, are not trained chefs mm-hmm. and, and understanding, you know, kind of the molecular basis of food and how it can be manipulated with different things we think when we want something crispy if we're not going to fry it then it's high heat Mm -hmm. right like we're going to put it in the oven and put it at 400 Mm -hmm. so that it gets brown and crispy Mm -hmm. on the outside but that often leads to a soggy food with Mm -hmm. burnt areas Mm -hmm. on it Mm -hmm. so what you're talking about is a much lower and slower method of it so that you're actually able to kind of evaporate all the moisture from the food and then caramelize the natural sugars that are inside of and get it good and crispy. Um, what about an air fryer? Because I got one for Christmas and I love my air fryer. I was going to say, you should tell us about your air fryer because I got one too. And um, I've... You know, I've been playing with it mm-hmm. as well, and I think that's a really good idea. You you do get a little more fat, but I think it's a mm-hmm. really good option. Yeah. Very versatile. It is. It is. There's lots of things you can do in it that you wouldn't necessarily think about doing in there. Um, one of my favorite uh, things to do in there is, like, hash browns. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, we when we have, you know, brunch time on the weekends, um, we usually always had home fries or some kind of, you know, hash brown on the side of that, which is usually cooked in 
you know, some butter or some oil and, and all of those kinds of things. So I tried just, you know, chopping up my potato. I spritzed it with a little bit of just cooking spray. Mm-hmm. I didn't even toss it in any regular oil. And then put, you know, some pepper and I like spice. So I had some cayenne on it and that kind of good stuff. And tossed it in the air fryer. Um, and you can you know set the temperatures on that. I cooked it for about 20 minutes or so and, you know, looked at it. Looked a little pretty good but i gave it another little you know two or three minutes in there and they were perfect i mean they were crispy on the outside they were fluffy on the inside you've never known that they weren't either you know pan fried or deep fried i mean they were really really good in that and another thing that um i did in there recently is tofu Mm -hmm. and doing some air fried tofu and you know that worked really really well because you have to be careful with tofu because it kind of soaks stuff up so if you like a sponge yeah if you fry fry tofu like you wind up with little fat bombs uh, of food in there so it's not really (laughs) what you want so um, we will continue our discussion of how to um, maybe cut back on fried foods and fat and also talk about the difference between kind of those not so great for us fats and then the ones you mentioned that are heart healthy fats when we come back from this break Um, i'd love to hear from you today and know what your biggest barrier or struggle is to um, eating healthy our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four we'll be back after the break Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. Joining me today is Dr. Fiona Lewis, who is our registered dietitian and plant-based chef extraordinaire at UMC as well. You like that? I gave you a little, love it. You a little sure extra, a little extra title. That's part. right, because you deserve an exclamation point. <laughs> That's how awesome you are. And uh, we're talking about National Nutrition Month today and talking about some of the struggles that are out there to eating better. Mm-hmm. We would um, absolutely love to hear uh, what you're struggling with so that we could help you make a plan to tackle that struggle. Our number is one eight seven seven mbb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So we've been talking about fat and we were talking about ways to cut back on um, fried foods. And we, you mentioned um, good heart-healthy fats and then not-so-great for us fats. So talk a little bit about the difference between a, a good fat and a bad fat. Sure, absolutely. So why we call them good and bad is because um, it's how they affect our lipid right. levels. Our, our cholesterol. Yeah, our yeah. cholesterol levels. So what we're wanting, you know, when we go to the doctor, we want our cholesterol, um, our total cholesterol to be under 200, depending on on um, some pre-existing medical conditions. You know, if we have um, some sort of heart disease or um, 
some sort of pre-existing diabetes or other things. We want those numbers to be a little lower. lower. Um, We want the total cholesterol to be 200, the LDL to be under 150, I believe it is. I like mine a little closer to 100. Yeah, triglycerides under 150. Um, And then, you know, depending on how much other cardiac risk factors you have, sometimes that LDL, we want to push it even lower yeah. um, than that. But we do know that, you know, somewhere around 100 or so, it, you stop adding plaque. to right, you know, it stops, stops, stops growing that um, or being pro-plaque um, formation right, at right. about 100. So we right. want it less than that. And so um, the fats that we're talking about in terms of increasing our heart disease risk factors are the saturated and the trans fats. So that's in the fried foods that we're that's trying right. to decrease. Um, that's in our desserts. That's in our um, when we go to Chick Fil A or um, not to, not to say not anything to about no because no, they have fast foods in anything general. Anything that's fried, pretty yes. much any of the fast yes. food restaurants, absolutely. And what we're looking for to increase is uh, our heart healthy foods: um, monounsaturated, um, polyunsaturated, which is in uh, olive oil, um, almond oil, and and notice. The olive oil, I can also eat the olive. Right. The almond oil, I can also eat the almonds. Uh, the almonds. And usually it's recommended that we have about an ounce of nuts a day, mm-hmm. unsalted. Mm-hmm. Um, and raw or dry roasted, is, it's fine. But um, those are high protective foods. Um, let's see what else can we do in terms of uh, fat, fat, heart healthy fats. Um, so I said nuts, I said the oils. Seeds. Seeds. Yes. Yeah. Seeds are also good. Sunflower seeds. Um, flax, flax seeds. Chia. chia. Um, so those are the ones that we want to really add to our foods, you know, whether it's a topping on a salad or um, in our baking or even with our yogurts. Um, on top, topping on an ice cream, on sprinkle mm-hmm. on top, mm-hmm. or incorporated somehow. If I'm plant based, 100% plant based, I can actually use nuts and seeds as part of my uh, patties or um, croquettes, croquettes or um, burgers or mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I can even use the nuts as part of a sauce. You know, uh, cashews. cashews. Yeah, man, cashew I go sauces. through a ton of cashews. Absolutely. But the uh, caveat with nuts is that they are also a very concentrated source of fat. Um, so even though they're really good for our heart, um, they're very, they're, they're high in calories. So I would want to stick to an ounce. Um, and if I'm doing like a cashew sauce or some sort of ca- um, nut cheese, I want to make sure I'm still looking at my portion size. Yeah, yeah. And when you look at most of those recipes, you know, I encourage you to, to really look at the ingredients in the recipe and make sure it makes sense. So, you know, I've seen cashew creams and what we're talking about with cashew cream is a, is a creamy sauce that actually has no dairy mm-hmm. in it. So it's a it's a, a dairy-free um, plant-based type of, of creamy sauce that you can add to things. You make Alfredo with it right, and all kinds of good right. things like that. It's delicious. Um, but it usually involves um, like a soaked cashew, mm-hmm. a raw cashew that, the, that you then put in your blender and blend with some water and seasonings mm-hmm. to make that creaminess. Um, but I always look at it and go, does that amount make sense to me? You know, if I'm making one batch of something and it calls for this obscene amount of cashews, mm-hmm. you know, like a, two cups of raw cashews, one that's expensive because raw cashews are, just, are pretty pricey. I was going to say nuts are expensive. But yeah. also, do I really need that much to get the same effect that, that I want to get? And usually not. I mean, most of the cashew creams I make have somewhere around a half a cup yes. of, of cashews in it. And when you think that most of those things serve four people, you're still well under kind of that, that ounce uh, of nuts that you're wanting for the day. Now, one thing I do see um, 
especially folks that are maybe new to um, a healthy lifestyle um, and, you know, they they think of healthy foods are as nuts mm-hmm. and they are, um, but they tend to over consume mm-hmm. those because they're healthy and you can over consume healthy things, Absolutely. especially if weight loss is your primary goal. So when I have someone who, who comes to see me in lifestyle clinic, and they're like, I'm not eating bad things. Like I'm eating fruits, I'm eating nuts, mm-hmm. you know, I'm eating salads, all these types of things. And I'm just, I'm not losing weight or I'm even gaining mm-hmm. weight. One of the things we really drill down into is, all right, let's think about what you're adding to some of these things mm-hmm. that are very calorically dense. Absolutely. All right? And usually it's nuts. So um, you mentioned an ounce. Uh, an ounce is about a quarter of a cup or so of nuts, depending on what the nut is, yeah. depending yeah, on how depending dense on the, size. the nut is. A Brazil nut is only going to be about yeah. like five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, and those are very rich and very buttery. Yeah. You want to kind of hang back on those. Um, but... Um, Peanut butter, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere around, you know, two tablespoons is kind of the maximum amount of peanut butter you want to have. And so it's like an, an either or thing. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to necessarily do if weight loss is what you're striving for peanut butter for your breakfast, which is great on a piece of toast mm-hmm. for breakfast and then nuts later on as your snack, because they're going to just be big big calorie bombs there so it's an an either or situation there the same deal with oil you know oil doesn't take up any room in your belly but it sure packs some calories in there so you know especially um, if you're building a salad the dressing really does does matter what you put on there because that's usually you can build a beautiful salad a completely healthy salad, and then just turn it into just a calorie trap by what you add in on top of it. Um, Now, there are lots of folks out there who are likely not Mm plant-based, and that's okay. Um, But what I say when we're building a salad um, is one animal at a time is what I usually say. (laughs) And I actually had a patient uh, come in to see me the other day, and she said, I heard you in my head telling me, one animal at a time. <laughs> because we tend to build our salads with like grilled chicken, which can be healthy, mm-hmm. egg on there, cheese on there, bacon, and bacon bits on there. Bacon, you know, top it off with some bacon. And those, you know, each one of those um, adds fat. fat. To the a area, lot of it too. right? We tend to think yeah. of them as protein, um, but they—they they are, they but... are, but they—they they bring their friend fat right. with them, uh, and so that adds up very, very, very quickly. Right. And so, you know, if you just really love eggs on your salad, then just I would eggs. just eggs, but leave off the cheese and mm-hmm. the bacon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you really want grilled chicken on your salad, then again, I would leave off the Good eggs and the bacon, yeah. you know, and just do one one animal yeah. at a time on there. And that's just really a way to continue to enjoy the food that you like but most of the time you won't miss those those things on there um, because you really don't taste all of those things when you mix them all together you know you don't appreciate the the flavors of all the foods on there in there and that's what eating is about also it's not just about calories fat protein non non plant-based plant-based it's also about pleasure oh Um, yes Nobody wants to eat their food always thinking about right. calories, fat, and protein. Right. So. Which is actually why I enjoy more plant-based because mm-hmm. those foods are naturally lower Absolutely. and all of those things. So I can eat them without counting calories. You know, you know, Lots of variety, lots of color, and lots of flavor. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they are. And But, it, you know, it's definitely an adjustment um, on, to, on that and just thinking about food in a, in a different way 
way, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely an enjoyable way to eat because it can be a drag just thinking about, can I have that food? How many calories are in it? You know, and it's just, it's this food. I I personally do not count calories, fat and protein. I just make sure I make uh, wise choices. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I do too. And and patients ask me all the time, what's my calorie goal? And I'm like, well, you know, that really depends on what your individual goals mm-hmm. are. You know, what are you, you wanting to do? But I would encourage you not to get that hung up right. necessarily on on calories. Now, I do love for folks when they're before we even make any type of change to kind of track what they're already Absolutely. eating. And we'll kind of calculate those calories in that so that we can see the, the amount of calories mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. were consuming. Because sometimes I think we don't realize exactly Absolutely. how many calories we're, we're putting in our bodies, especially when we choose things that are not, don't fill us up very much, mm-hmm. um, but are very, have a whole lot of calories in them. We're like, but I'm hungry. Like, yeah. I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. Um, so you just got to be a little bit careful on that. But, you know, building a plate that's balanced mm-hmm. um, is built in, one, it's built in portion control and yes. it's built in calorie control. So that's kind of what I want to focus in on when we come back from our next break is building that healthy plate and portion control because that was another thing that folks um, chimed in mm-hmm. and said was one of their biggest struggles was portion control. Okay. And so we'll talk about some tips for uh, working on those portions and why we need to portion different things out when we come back from the break. If you want to join our conversation now is a perfect time to do so that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four we'll be back in just a few Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, and joining me today is Dr. Fiona Lewis. And we are <coughs> apparently choking, but I'm all right. Uh, we are continuing our discussion um, and celebration of National Nutrition Month, and we've been talking about um, struggles and barriers to eating uh, healthy. We've talked about um, fats uh, and how to, to cut back on fried foods because that seems to be a big struggle for a lot of folks. Um, but we'd love to talk to folks today about what um, their struggles are. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Now, um, I did have an email that came in that I want to talk about because mm-hmm. it's about coconut oil. So about, I don't know, five years ago, maybe a little longer than that, it was all the rage. Like that's what you saw on everything was um, coconut oil this, coconut oil that, and people putting it in things that don't need oil necessarily (laughs) to start with, like in their coffee. Um, That was the one that I was like, what? You're putting what in your Mm -hmm. coffee? Because I Mm -hmm. love my coffee. It is, it's what it's what it's my spirit animal. Coffee is my spirit animal, <laughs> but I I would never put oil in my coffee. But some folks did, um, 
And then it kind of got, no, don't use coconut oil. It's not good for you. And then it's very conflicting. Yeah. It is very conflicting. So what? what's the skinny on coconut oil? So, so this is the deal. Coconut oil is um, and palm kernel oil, those are considered tropical oils. And you'll find them a lot in packaged foods and, you know, desserts mm-hmm. and um, stuff that they shouldn't be in. Right. And basically they're highly saturated. And those yes. are the batter ones. Yes. The, the, the batter ones. The batter ones. Those I are the batter ones. Those yes. are the worst ones. <laughs> Sorry. So those are the batter ones. Yes. Um, because they increase our risk for heart disease. And the mechanism really is the saturation, the, num- the, the amount of saturated fat in them. Okay. They're highly saturated. And, and so, yes, they're plant-based. Because you get that a lot also. Mm-hmm. People will say, oh, well, it's plant-based. Right. So it health, it's healthy. Right. They're highly saturated, and so we want to limit the amount of mm-hmm. coconut oil we're um, consuming. Um, so that's the skinny and coconut oil. That's my skinny mm-hmm. and coconut oil. Yeah, and mine's very, very similar to that. You know, um, I try to limit any of my added oils, yes. regardless of whether that's an olive oil, a coconut oil, mm-hmm. avocado oil, any of those, to no more than a tablespoon it's of added oil today. Because yeah. it's still, you know, 14 grams of fat mm-hmm. per tablespoon of most oils that are out there. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you shouldn't be consuming enough added oils that it matters one way or the other, right. like tremendously, right. you know, it's not going to be a magic bullet for your health. It's not right. just going to suddenly make you healthier because you're eating coconut oil. Right. Um, but it's not going to be just a huge detriment to your health either. If you're only consuming a very, very small right. amount of that, if you're using large amounts of coconut oil in your foods, mm-hmm. then you likely are going to see a bump in some of those um, lipid numbers Absolutely. that we talked about, um, just because it is more saturated and probably not going to see the scale move if weight loss is your goal as well because there's a lot of calories in it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's great for your skin. Like, and, lo- like and, just yeah, and you're here. It, yes. rubbing, it, rubbing it on you. No, yes. Don't eat it for your skin. <laughs> right. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But you know, using it for dry skin, Absolutely. chapped skin, those kinds of things yes. um, works very well. It's also a good um, carrier oil. Like if you do like yes. essential oils yes. for essential things, oils, yes. um, it carries that well um, for that. So, you know, it's it's not uh, the, the kind of magic pill that we thought that some folks thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times people will, somebody, I don't know where this magical place is, um, <laughs> where people will, will be fixated. Somebody will say something about one particular uh, ingredient, food right. ingredient. Right. And then all of a sudden it becomes this marketing, trendy thing. Right. And then it's this functional medicine kind of thing where right. it's going to cure all my illnesses. Right. And I think coconut oil happened to be one of yeah. those. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So we're saying no. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely, you can improve your health with food. Yes. You know, um, there, I mean, yes. you absolutely can heal things and prevent things and reverse some food things. Food is medicine. Food is medicine. Um, but it is usually more about the nutrients right. in the food and how you balance those out um, and not just um, one particular food as the the cure-all for everything. Like kale is delicious, but it's not going to fix everything. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) So let's talk about balancing that plate out because the the second highest um, thing that I got on my poll as far as struggles was eating more fruits and vegetables. So how do we make those fit into our, our dietary plan? Okay. Well, I think a good place to start would be breakfast. Yeah. Like, you know, let's go go through the meals. So at breakfast, um, some people usually do smoothies. Mm-hmm. That's a way to get both fruit and vegetables it is, in. It is. Um, 
you know, if I'm going to eat some cereal, if, if I'm going to eat some cereal, it's topped on my cereal or it's on the side. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have uh, pancakes or um, waffles, I can do like a compote mm-hmm. with, uh, without heavily sweetening it mm-hmm. or gently cook my fruit um, and, and, and top it on my pancakes or my um, waffles. And then um, at, at, uh, I can do snacks, you mm-hmm. know, but then at lunch and dinner, I can also do desserts that mm-hmm. are not heavily sweetened because mm-hmm. the, sh- the fruit's already sweet. Mm-hmm. I can do salads. Um, some people don't like to mix their fruit and their vegetables. but And I'm, one, I'm that gal. <laughs> you know, I do not care for fruit in my like salad. Right. I like fruit salad, mm-hmm. but I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, like strawberries in my spinach salad. And I know that makes people very um, they're like, what? Spinach salad <laughs> with strawberries is delicious. You do you. Like, if that's yes. what you like, you have that. Absolutely. Um, I just don't happen to care for that flavor combination. Yeah. Um, I'm just weird sometimes like that, and that's okay. I would love to have um, strawberries for dessert yeah. after I have my salad. Absolutely. You know, you just got to kind of figure out how that how that fits in with your uh, – what you enjoy. Yeah. Because at the yeah. end of the day, it's what you in, enjoy. Well, you works know? for you. We're not – there's no prescribed way of eating – um, that's why the plate, you know, the USD plate looks the way it looks mm-hmm. because it could be uh, customized. It's a flexible thing. You just need to have all those food groups on your on your um, on your plate. Yeah, yeah. Really. Have the you know, and that's that really is what takes um, a dietary pattern mm-hmm. um, away from like a, a fad diet, right? Right. You know, because fad diets are usually ones that are very, very restrictive yes. in their food groups, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, I don't eat this entire food group. And so some folks will even kind of classify plant-based eating as, yes. as fad. Um, I would argue that it, it's, it's not because we're not actually eliminating the big macronutrient exactly. food groups. We're not cutting out protein, exactly. not cutting out carbs, not cutting out fat, just changing the source from, right. from whence those things come um, in there, but still making sure that you're getting all of the worker bees mm-hmm. because those macronutrients are the worker bees that get stuff done Absolutely. in your body. Um, fat diets do work in the short term mm-hmm. because you cut out an entire food group. If you right. cut out an entire food group, you usually cut out a big chunk of calories and, and you're you going to lose weight. weight. Um, but most folks then um, uh, regain that weight. Yes, ma'am. And, and you're not, your body's not really nourished because you've right. uh, missed some of the nutrients that are were in the food groups that you cut out. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to talk with David in Horn Lake this morning. Hello, David. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I got a question. Okay. Um, uh, CBD oil, mm-hmm. uh, they got a shop here in South Haven. They give out free samples, and uh, they're saying you can put it in your food mm-hmm. and use it as a food supplement. Mm-hmm. That and other. And they're making some um, very wild, unsubstantiated claims, right. claiming it's a miracle cure-all. Right. Uh, and also, I saw this morning where Jelly Belly is starting to offer CBD-infused jelly beans. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, but that's, it was just on news this morning, so I'm assuming it's true. So uh, my question to you, is this mm-hmm. stuff safe and has been any studies? And also, if you start taking this stuff, have they done any studies? Maybe well, maybe uh, be uh, allergic reaction or counteract right. some of the medications you're taking? Right. So, you know. 
you have to be very, very, very careful with any um, things that come that are not in an actual medication. Mm-hmm. So because they're not regulated by anybody. So mm-hmm. there's not, um, you know, if they don't go through the FDA process, which these things usually are not going through that process, then there's no standardization as to how much of that oil would be in any of these products. Um, and, you know, the health claims that are then on the side of those have not been approved by the FDA as well. Right. So usually they can't say that they are using used to cure or prevent anything. It usually just says that they can support mm-hmm. this type of, mm-hmm. uh, of activity or health. So you have to be very, very careful with that. So they would fall into the supplement category. Um, and supplements are often seen as safe by um, the general public, mm-hmm. but we do have to be very, very careful for the, the reason that I mentioned, that we don't know what's actually in, in there yes. um, and how much is in there um, because they're not regulated. So, you know, before anything is added um, to your regimen, as far as a supplement is concerned, you would need to speak with your you know, your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician right. assistant to make sure that um, that would not have a potential interaction with any of the medications you're taking or just the medical condition that you are hoping to treat. When we th- look at things like... Um, uh, the claims that are made, we mm-hmm. have to be um, kind of a little bit of a detective and getting down into the um, meat of what the study mm-hmm. says um, and not just what the headline says, because the headlines are often very, very, very misleading um, because they're they're clickbait. That's what, what right. headlines are, are right. designed to do is make you uh, click on that article and uh, kind of take it for face value. Right. But really making sure that we call them one off studies where mm-hmm. it's just um, one study really that was looking for a particular outcome. Um, in so that. that they can yeah, right. publish it. Right. So I would be very, very leery um, of those things at this time. And just kind of as um, Dr. Lewis and I said a minute ago, there's not really a magic yeah. bullet or appeal out, out yeah. there that's going to fix the majority of things. And I would really be wary of um, when I see a product like jelly beans or whatever. Because they're not um, a health food. <laughs> yes, they're not a health food. But then I see CBD oil and all these foods, I'm going to be wary of the fact that it's just popping up in all these foods right, that right. it's not naturally occurring in. Right, right. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's our skinny on that one, David. Thank you so much for that. All right. We'll go to um, Dean in Ripley. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, ma'am. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. What can we do for you? Well, I'm about 60 years old. I'm retired. I'm 5'9". I weigh about 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. I know about BMI is is big, but I got you know big shoulders and played football and all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm I'm having a real struggle. I'd like to lose about forty pounds. Okay, and I've lost fifteen already, but good. Congratulations! I I I, I, I got bowls full of citrus and bowls full of apples and stuff, and I eat at least five fruits and vegetables every day. I cook with the right oils, but my problem is in the evening. I, it's just like if I after six o'clock, mm. I'll, I'll have too much of something. Okay. I mean, I, I do ride a bicycle 150, 200 miles a, a month. Mm-hmm. I've got a pretty good, i got a low resting heart rate, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what to do to, to I'm on like a plateau. Okay. I need to break the plateau and bust mm-hmm. down. So I'd, I'd be glad to listen to anything you guys have to say. All right. So my first question would be, what is it that, what's kind of your um, weakness in the evenings that you're, you say you're over consuming? Sweets or snacks, like peanuts or chips or stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first suggestion on that is to just limit what you 
bring into the, the house. house. That's what I thought. Um, because, you know, if you're, if it's more of a habit and more of a, you know, it's here. And so, you know, I'm feeling bored or, you know, I'm craving something. If it's in your home, you're more likely to consume it. Mm-hmm. If it's not there and you kind of have this this craving for it you'll you're very unlikely to get in the car at Mm -hmm. night and then go go get it and bring it back so if we just don't purchase some of those things that's one way the next is just go ahead and pre-portion those things out you know when i bring um nuts in or i don't bring a whole lot of chips into the house but if i bring um you know pretzels or something like that that the kids enjoy we go ahead and pre-portion those out Mm -hmm. as well um and put those in smaller baggies that way i just grab one of those for my snack and not um not the whole bag because i'll eat the whole bag if i sit down with the whole bag what else you got fiona um just along those lines in terms of um creating a new habit um if it's just out of boredom because you've already had your breakfast um your dinner rather um then what is a new habit that you can do instead um, because weight loss um, and, and, and um, eating things that we're, you know, we don't really want to eat too much of usually is about um, doing something else. It's kind of the same principle with smoking when people are trying to quit smoking. Uh, usually they're counseled to find something else when they have a craving for a cigarette. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. with our eating habits. So if it's, um, you know, you're going to go for a walk um, around Uh, your yard or um, you're going to go read a book or something else. What is your something else? Mm -hmm. And and just be appreciating it. If you're going Mm -hmm. to choose something as a, as a treat Mm -hmm. or, you know, as a, as a snack food, don't just munch it in front of the television or on your phone, those kinds of things, because you will consume more calories that way just from mindlessly eating Eating. those things so you know like if i'm gonna have a cookie i i'm gonna enjoy my cookie i'm not gonna like just show because you're gonna eat four cookies if you're in front of the tv because you didn't even pay attention to the first two that you put in your mouth so you're just kind of slowing down and appreciating the um the 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 taste of the food because food is absolutely delicious you know and it's okay to enjoy delicious food yes ma'am all right all right thank you for that dean we're gonna go ahead and take our last break of the hour when we come back we've got a couple of callers on the line that we'll get to as we continue to talk about um healthy eating struggles we'll be back in a few Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is Dr. Fiona Lewis, and we have been talking about healthy eating struggles this morning in our celebration of National Nutrition Month. Um, And we're going to go straight over to the phone lines because Tim has been holding on for us for a couple of minutes. Good morning, Tim. Tim? Hello. Good morning. morning. How can we help you? Uh, First of all, thank you for taking my call. Sure. 
and I just wanted to call and tell you that, that uh, I was wearing size 40 pants in January, and I'm down to 36 now. All right. Good All right. job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my wife and I went on a cruise in January, and we went to Belize. Now I want to see those pyramids, but we started doing some walking, but didn't really do enough walking. Mm-hmm. And then when we were on the ship, we were uh, second floor. And the Lido deck, where all the food was, was the tent floor. So there's a lot of steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started hitting those steps, and uh, we could do four floors, and it would have to stop, catch our breath. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you get up there, and I could see all these, I'd say, huge people there. They were overflowing their plates, you know? Aww. Yeah. And I said, geez, I don't want to look that bad. So anyways, we uh, started eating smaller portions, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's the biggest thing that's helped me, just... Smaller portions. And like you said, that gentleman called before, uh, get rid of all the sweets all the, out of the house and and just got to have, I had to have some backbone to say I don't need all that mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, like I say, I've gone down four inches on my waist. I'm thinking I was around 240 and I'm 215 now. So That's amazing. Congratulations. I, I mean... I, and you found your why. So, you know, that that's really you found what motivated you yeah. to to make a change. And yeah. you know, when folks come to work with me or to work with Fiona, mm-hmm. nothing that we say to to you or to them is going to um work until you find your why exactly. and you commit commit to it. It's just like you mentioned cigarette smoking a minute ago. You've got to find your, your why, your, your you, why you want to quit. Exactly. And when times are hard or, you know, you there really you, you really want something, you, you gotta focus in back on that, that compelling that reason why, why you started you know? your journey. Yeah. And you know, um for some people it they have a specific amount of weight mm-hmm. that they want to lose. Um I usually ask folks to find one other why and non-weight. that's non that's non poundage right, related. Right. Because as that caller mentioned a minute ago, sometimes we do plateau on our mm-hmm. weight loss. And for a lot of folks, they kind of give up when that plateau mm-hmm. happens if their only their only why was to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it's I want some new pants, you mm-hmm. know, and so that has a weight component to it. But it's it's less driven by did I lose 25 pounds exactly. or did I lose 30 pounds, exactly. those different kinds of things. Um, it may be I want to walk up a flight of stairs right. without being short of breath. You right. know, that that may be your why. It may be that your daughter or your son is getting married and, you know, you want to look super fly in your Absolutely. in your tux Nothing or your dress. That. And mm-hmm. that's OK. Um, you know, just finding your individual why and it doesn't have to be the same as anybody else's exactly. anybody else's why at all. Um, and sometimes I tell folks, write your why down on little sticky notes and stick it around places right. you know so stick it on the cupboard or on the refrigerator or on mm-hmm. your uh, bathroom mirror that way you're constantly reminded of wow. why it is that you're you're doing the things Absolutely. that you're doing when you know the little um craving gremlin hops mm-hmm. in, in your brain and it's like eat me you know because <laughs> you'll, you'll hear those um all the time and and you know as we mentioned before you know, food is delicious and food is meant to be enjoyed. Yes. And so if for, you know, whatever reason you do decide to in, indulge in mm-hmm. something, just don't let it. No guilt. Yeah, don't. No you know, guilt. I see that, you know, on websites all the time. Like, this is my guilt-free mm-hmm. snack. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all my snacks are guilt-free. Guilt-free. Because I don't tie my emotions 
to the food. You know, it's just it's just food. You know. Yeah, we're people. You know, <laughs> we're people. And pe- when 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 you all come to us, when our clients come to us, we don't see uh, the scale, the weight, and the scale. We see you as people, right. um, very complex with lots of different life issues happening. So. We're not addressing, um, we're not there to just say, well, you need to lose a certain amount of weight or your your cholesterol needs to be a certain number. We're there to support you in your entire life and how your health um, goals will actually fit into your life. So if you, quote unquote, messed up, okay, well, you know, there's another chance to to, to, uh, get back on track. It's a journey. Right, right. You know, it makes me... um very sad when you know I see the, all these um, memes floating around mm-hmm. Facebook, and it's like when I'm on a diet, and it's like this lady like smelling a cheeseburger uh, and then taking a bite of an apple, and it just really hurt. It, it really hurts. Yes. It hurts my heart to to think of that as the relation that people have that relationship food. with food, mm-hmm. um, because it, you know every every meal is a separate event right every food that you choose is just a food that you right. that you chose and yes there are foods that that aren't great for mm-hmm. us depending on what our goals are but again it's just food exactly. and so attaching it's just food it's just food you know so attaching all these um emotions right. to it is just setting yourself up for a continued exactly. unhealthy relationship exactly. with food um you know we don't have a lot of sweets in our house but if i go out to dinner i'm very likely to order dessert of course you know Why not? and because it's delicious the and occasion, i'm gonna and enjoy the occasion it calls for it right and but I don't have, I'm not guilty mm-hmm. about that dessert because right. I'm not going to eat that every single day. Exactly. Um, and, you know, when you order it, it that's portion control because they yes. just bring you one of it, yes. you know, unless it's an all-you-can-eat dessert <laughs> bar. Maybe we should do that, Fiona, <laughs> that all-you-can-eat dessert bar. Um, but fun times. Fun times. <laughs> but, you know, food is just food. Enjoy your exactly. food. Exactly. Enjoy the um, relationships that right. you build with people around, around food. food. Uh, um, and, you know, we just wish you all the best in health and that you enjoy your food. And we thank you for listening today. You have been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I've been your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Fiona Lewis, for that um, awesome amount of information that she gave us today. Be sure you tune in every weekday at 11 for the full Southern Remedy lineup. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Think Radio.